0: Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in tech. We're a platform to share knowledge, experiences, and expertise to encourage women to realize their leadership potential at every level of career in the tech industry. Altanco is leading the way in attracting and retaining She Leads in not just the energy sector, but in the technology space where only five percent of women hold leadership position. In this week's episode Elizabeth Jones director of finance and business support gives us an insight into the approach and principles taken at Old to achieve a remarkable but unusual outcome of having women representing 40 percent in the workforce including women in leadership position. Have a listen. Right. Hello and thank you for joining us on this third and exciting episode of She Leads in Tech. I am your host Lydia and today I'm joined by Elizabeth Jones, Director of Finance and Business Support at Altanco. Thank you for joining, Beth. You're welcome. Nice to see you again. Thank you. So we're just going to start and I'll, I'd like to start by asking you to tell us about yourself and how your career has progressed to date.
1: Sure. So, um, well, I'm married. I have two sons. Um, one is 18, so he's just gearing up to go to uni this year. And um, I have an older son who's left home already. So other than that, I've got a very busy household. I have three dogs who I'm afraid you'll hear my Labrador in the background um, pitter-pattering about. And I also have a new puppy. So there yeah, plenty going on in the dog front. Um, for me, it's sort of hobbies, I enjoy all sorts of different things. In normal times, I love traveling. So uh, I've been lucky enough to pretty much travel all over the world and had some amazing holidays, um, I think a standout one would probably be when I did a tour of um, uh, Canada, and then went to Hawaii straight after, so that's probably my big standout one, but in terms of things I enjoy doing, um, I love renovating, I've kind of got this urge to fix things, and and, and do them up, so I love things like interior and garden design, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, painting and watercolours is probably something I do as well, just to when I want a quieter moment. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of career, so how did I get to where I got to? um, I did my first degree actually in business and economics. And at that point, I wasn't really clear what I wanted to do. And I've always really enjoyed keeping my options open and being quite flexible. So I knew I wanted to do something in the business arena, but wasn't really sure what. And um I was lucky enough when I went to work for Rover on a graduate traineeship. Um I worked for them for 10 years in total actually. Um I also was then sponsored to go and do an exec MBA as well. So um I've got that from Warwick Uni. But um in terms of the grad trainee, I, I really enjoyed that actually because I was able to do lots of different things. And at that point I wasn't really sure what I wanted to specialise in. So I was able to do Um, sort of secondments in commercial um, marketing but I also got to see the manufacturing side as well so ended up um, at a really young age doing lots of different things and that was really good experience for me Um, then I went on to do 10 years with a company called Norwich Union who became Aviva and uh, got involved in a lot of different projects with them as well so that's the dog and um, yeah, and then after that wanted to um do something that was in a smaller company because at that point I felt I was in these really big multinationals, but wanted to get that more personal feel within an organization. Mm-hmm. So I went to work for a much smaller healthcare company um, and was the finance and HR director there, and then went on to another healthcare company doing finance and HR. And have ended up um at Aviva sorry, at Altan, doing uh, finance and HR as well. So kind of um what I love about my role is just that diversity of yeah. things that I can get involved in mm-hmm. and um yeah. Sorry, sorry, I probably rattled ahead there.
0: <laughs> it was really good to hear that, especially when we're talking about, you know, your hobbies and the things you like doing and just it shows you have such a wide range of, uh, interests. And I was saying to myself, that makes me a bit boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really great to, to hear all of that and sort of hear your career and, you know, all the different steps from the training you received to get your MBA done and all of the progression up to your current position as director of finance and business support at all tank, which I just think is, it's fantastic. So really lovely to hear that. Thank you for sharing. So our, our topic of conversation today, I know is one that is very Dear to your heart um, is around attracting and retaining she leads in the energy sector. And just before we jump into the topic, I just wanted to recap some quick stats from um uh, PWC. I've been reading in the last couple of days just to kind of get an assessment of where we are generally in the in the in the industry. So I'm going to read from my notes here. So currently we only have three percent. Who say tech is their first career choice. We've got 78% of students who can't name a famous female uh, working in tech. We've got 16% of females who had tech career suggested to them. And last but not the least, we've got got only 5% of leadership positions in tech occupied in, in in the tech. Sorry well, occupied by women in the tech industry. So, again, as I read that, it's quite a a gloomy statistic.
1: It is. They're quite shocking statistics considering it's 2022. And, um, I mean, you know, when I met you, Lydia, I was amazed at you, actually, at what a trailblazer you are in the industry. And I I suppose I hadn't really realised how the energy sector... And technology was as um limited for females as as it is potentially because I've always come from um a finance background or a healthcare background where it it is a, a, a lot more women but um yeah, so it's really interesting and um I am really keen to make sure certainly for Altan but wider um that we we promote and support women and um I think that's one of the things that's led to me really setting up the women's forum within Han is to make sure that there's that opportunity for support and um, just some sisterhood really within the business uh, not just for some of the senior leaders but also some of the more um, junior members of staff who are coming through so that we can do some role modeling for them as well.
0: Yes and I think that really resonates with um, the thinking of the mission of Sheilis, which is to really get every woman in tech on her feet to start to, uh well, for us, including me, to start to see ourselves as leaders, whether we are, you know, just entering the industry or maybe like yourself, you know, in a director position, but to really get us to start um visualizing and 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 I guess believing that we are the leaders we are we are she leads wherever we are um but just to go back specifically to our current position in oldlanco because we found ourselves in quite a remarkable but unusual position where the company has straight away come into the um well to the tech industry as a start off, but we've started off with. 40% of women in our workforce so can you just help us understand how that's happened because that is such a big contrast to what well, the stats I've just read it and the stat that is commonly known in the tech industry.
1: Yeah I mean I suppose I should start by saying um, it is a team effort so very much the senior leaders of the business are committed to making sure that we have Equity, not just in terms of gender but right across uh, all the different areas of business and um, I came in I was probably the 11th employee in and at that stage there were already a couple of um, senior females but I was the most senior recruited in but since then certainly I've made sure that we've continued and um, developed in that space Mm. and one of the key ways that we've done that is ensuring that um, We look at recruitment and I think it's really important to work with the recruitment agents to be clear with them that you want to see CVs from a diverse pool, um, not just in terms of gender, age, race, anything, um, because otherwise you are almost self-limiting at that point. And I think... um, We make sure that we do actually have KPIs on that in terms of who we're interviewing. And Mm -hmm. I think just having that focus on it makes sure that everybody is quite in tune. But we're not doing it because, um, you know, it's a tick box exercise. We we genuinely think having diversity in the team gives us diversity of thought and Mm -hmm. also challenge. And we recognize that we end up with a much richer team and contribution from everybody as a result. So and um, what we're finding, interestingly, is how um, passionate all our staff are. And they're, they're really behind that as well. And I think people can feel that we're not doing it just as a tick box. It really is who we are as an organization. So we've been very lucky because we are in a startup position almost that we've had that ability to create the position and to do it right from the beginning and we're still working at that so I would say we're probably about 40% female at the moment Mm -hmm. and our longer term ambition is to be 50% because we recognize that 50% of the population are female and so anything less than that um, does seem out of kilter so we are actively looking to recruit good strong females into positions where we can. Thank you, Pet.
0: And I know you've touched on quite a, a broad range of measures from recruitment, um, bringing in that um, diversity into the KPI, and I guess DNA of of, of our business objective at, at Altamco. But what would you say uh, on top of that are the key strategies and approach that has led Altamco to adopt that that starting starting point?
1: Well, I think it's because, um, our whole vision and, um, ethos is very much about being values led. And so, um, we're very keen, uh, to have good team working, to have people who are passionate about the role. Mm. And so that hasn't actually been something that is gender specific. We have very much recruited on personalities and, um, we've just made sure that strategically we are getting very strong capable candidates into roles Mm. and whether that's male or female so we've we've been equitable from that point of view as well we're very much recruiting for the role and the right person for the role and making sure that they have those values for the organization
0: thank you and in terms of measuring the success what what are the critical uh well well, critical success factors, if I may ask to measure.
1: Well, I think it's um as I was alluding to, it's in terms of making sure that we are trending in the right direction mm-hmm. and we are making sure that we are having equal numbers of um male and female attending interviews, and then we're also making sure that who is getting through to the positions. Mm-hmm. So um in situ and yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing, really. It's about monitoring the recruitment. And um, I think the next challenge for us is going to be about retention. So we've <laughs> recruited a lot of really good, strong women. And it's about making sure that they, they want to stay with us and that we do live our values so that we're not just saying that we're a good employer. We're, we're demonstrating that. And I think one of the things for us, which has been a real success, is our hybrid working. And I think um, also our flexible working model as well. So I know I've got a number of females in my team um, and some have children, some don't. But I know certainly the flexibility around having some time off if they need to with children has been a big thing for them. And I think as an employer, it's about showing that we we support people when they do need to take a bit of time off you know um, and recognizing that people do have lives outside of the organization so I think respect for that work-life balance has been key for us and I think hybrid working has been a model as well which has definitely attracted a number of women to the business
0: Thank you, Beth. I'm just going to scuttle to my notes because there was a, yes, there was an important point coming off from, you know, the back of International Women's Day and all of the sentiment around, you know, celebrating the day and acknowledging, you know, women in, in all, all walks of life and career. But just in terms of what needs to be done to bridge that gap between sentiment and action, what, what is all time co-putting in place to ensure you know, we are successful um, in that long-term journey to make sure um, the right people and the right women in particular stay in the business. Mm. Well, I think it's
1: our commitment to showing that we are um, equitable and how we've done that this year Mm. with our pay awards is we've had a pay rise across business. So Mm. that hasn't been done um, in any gender-specific way um, and also some people might say well women tend to have the lower graded roles in a stereotypical organization um so we've just made sure that there are at each level within the business there are females as well so we have a number of senior females within all hand and in some key roles including yourself lydia and um a couple of other uh individuals as well who um Work in the commercial side and also the customer facing side. So we've got a good spread across the business. And I think, um, one of the things that's really key and, and goes back to the women's forum really is about cross functional women supporting each other, um, and
0: understanding different roles as well. Thank you, Beth. So we, we touched in the beginning around. Statistics, but, um, when that drills down to the energy sector, it's, it's, it's a, it's an even lower, um, statistics of women in leadership roles in particular. So what would you say from the journey at Co. can be adapted by other, um, other, uh, big players in the energy industry to get more women through the door into, mm-hmm. in, into key roles?
1: It's interesting because I hear a number of people within the sector saying that they do want to attract more women, but then I think they need to look at why that is. Is it doing it because it's tick box or is it because they genuinely can value the contribution that women are bringing? And I think if it is about that contribution, then I think it's about looking to what makes um work more enjoyable for women and also more sustainable so I think that family support and work-life balance is probably even more key for f- uh, females than it is for males mm-hmm. so I think if they look to how they can support whether that's in terms of childcare provision or just in terms of more flexible working I think that's where the industry could do more and I think they just need to um, speak to a younger audience as well, so I think they need to be working with schools and um, showing that those sorts of careers are possible for young girls, yeah. and encouraging them into the industry. Whether it's, you know, through um, apprenticeships or or taster days or whatever it might be, I think if the industry really needs to look at itself and say, are they making themselves attractive enough, um, and trying to work with with young girls and young women um and at a senior level are they again are they opening the doors and welcoming senior lead- leaders in at the right levels um so i i do think the the sentiment is there i think that just needs to be followed with action to yeah. to actually start to make breakthroughs in terms of some of those numbers
0: yeah one one of the key takeaways in the PwC reports, uh, I got the stats from earlier is that at least 50% of women find they want to be, um, purposeful in the work that they do. So they want to feel that the work they do creates an impact. So in terms of alt and cool, how, how have, have we been able to sell our our values as a customer to the women we have recruited and how has that um, helped us get more women through the door?
1: I think because we have been very genuine about how we've recruited mm-hmm. and we have recruited for the role we haven't made any um, limitations so if somebody's coming in and they're coming in um, into a senior role you're expected to do that role as well as a guy would do it there is no um no adjustments made in that sense but um I think what we also are seeing is some of the um softer skills that some of the women are bringing in with them in terms of the teamwork and also the passion to help wider in the community um we're seeing actually that we're we're getting Um, women who are adding a lot more to the organization than maybe a guy would have done. So um, that mix is so important. And um, yeah, we are, if we were able to just turn the clock back and say, okay, we just wanted to have all guys, we definitely wouldn't do that. You know, we're really happy Mm -hmm. with our employees. We're happy with the mix. And um, I think it goes beyond gender. It is wider diversity we are very diverse um, in terms of age and um, also ethnicity as well and I think that brings a real richness and um, it's a real pleasure to work at oldham actually um, because I think we have that rich culture there and yeah, I think we can, even though we're only relatively small, we're only an organisation of less than 35 people, I think we um, can punch above our weight in the industry in terms of shining a light on how best practice can be and how, sorry, my dog's singing, um, and how um, we can certainly lead the way uh, for other companies as well. Thank
0: you, Beth. So just touching on again that key team from International Women's Day, which was breaking the bias. Um, Mm -hmm. How is Mm -hmm. Ocampo building the culture from the scratch to ensure women don't face either conscious or unconscious bias in the workplace? I think
1: um, a lot of that comes
0: from conversations we have as
1: a senior leadership team. We discuss... On a monthly basis, how our teams are going, any issues they're facing, and I think um, there have been a couple of conversations sometimes around how women are doing within the business. And I think the general uh, feeling is that because they are very well supported, then um, people are progressing quite well, and we are actively making sure that the the right learning and development is in place for some of our females within the business as well. So. I think that's um, that ongoing support is really important too. And I think as an organisation, that's
0: probably one of the ways that we're winning in that space. Thank you, Beth. No, perfect. That's really awesome and great to hear because I'm going to benefit from that. So <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, so just in closing, and, and I kind of struggled if I wanted to get you to close on a personal note or an industry wide note, given, uh, the conversation we're having about attracting and retaining she leads. So, um, given that this is our platform, we can have it whichever way we want. So I'm going to ask the question in two perspectives. One is from a personal perspective, what advice will you give to, other women uh, coming into the tech sector and how they can grow and set their aspirations, and then the second half of the question is just what you would um advise to other industries other tech industries or energy industries looking to attract and retain more she leads in their business
1: for me i um one of the things that I heard within the forum when i started at the women's forum which really touched me was some of the younger females saying it was so refreshing to have something like that within an organization because um normally senior female leaders pull up a ladder behind them when they reach a certain point and i thought that was actually quite a sad thing to hear so um you know that that was their perception so to be able to break that mold for me was really important Um, and I would love to see more women in the business and to support Mm -hmm. women reach their full potential in all hand as well is something that I'm keen to do and um, in terms of a wider perspective for for other organizations I would just say that um, you know it's maybe a little bit more work in the beginning to make sure it's happening but in the long run you really benefit as an organization for having powerful she leads because i think they really do have um the company's best interests at heart in a, in a wider sense and i think one of the things that we've um managed to do at all is to get a bit of a family feeling and you get that care for your employees so i think for or other organizations I would say take the time and invest the time to make it easier for women to join the business and to do well in the business and they will reap the rewards in the long term um, from the goodwill and uh, other um, economic benefits that these women can bring so I, I think
0: it's all to the good. Oh, thank you. No, that was really awesome, Bet. And I would really um like to thank and appreciate you for being here on your day off to speak to (laughs) us here at She Leads. And and yes, this is uh this is a wrap. So Beth has given us the spill on attracting and retaining She Leads in the energy sector. So thank you for that, Beth. I'm looking forward to speaking with you here again. Lovely. Thanks, Lydia.
1: Yes, thanks. Take care. Bye.